I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Tang, it's a kick in the glass. Oh, yeah? Is do it now? Do you remember those? I do. I, I remember the commercial with the orangutan. Yeah. Right? They were and weird commercials. Like, I don't yeah. think that seeing that would have made me want Tang more. Yeah. Uh, it was just it was powdered really orange juice, right? Is that what it was? I've, yeah. I don't. I never some. had it. That was that was not a thing that we would allow in the house. Yeah, we did. Oh, were you? Were you one of those weird kids that like couldn't have sugar and cereal? Oh no, and we stuff? we we had all that, but it wasn't okay. it wasn't on <laughs> tap. Okay, know? sorry to judge you. <laughs> sorry <laughs> to just kids. judge you right off the bat. <laughs> Are you one of those weird we kids re- <laughs> who are healthy? <laughs> we didn't really. Well, I just know like there were a lot of kids who were like you know brought up in households where you couldn't have soda or like mm, you know might be sugared one of those cereals now. and stuff oh you are one of, yeah you are you weirdo <laughs> you don't have your kids have Captain crunch or count chocula yeah i don't know take Ugh. it up with amy that's the spice of life <laughs> that's, that's spice the spice of life, life amy sweets. you gotta they, let them live a little <laughs> they get other sweets they get all sorts of little things amy makes that's a lot okay. of baked goods she just made a, a chocolate chip cookie bar it did Ooh. have a little granola in it not gonna lie but it's basically a cookie yeah yeah it's very good that stuff is that stuff is good Mm mm-hmm yeah very good like there's basically like a like pan cookie like a sheet pan cookie Mm -hmm. yeah dave makes those sometimes too yeah it's good stuff it's great all right all right Mm mm-hmm welcome everybody kicking and streaming i can't say the podcast name but it's nope episode 69 yeah almost 70 insert inappropriate joke here but we won't because this is a family podcast (laughs) it's not a family podcast not when i'm here (laughs) not when you're here but the other half of the time it is (laughs) uh yeah i don't have a good joke though because i don't know just this just never been my it's like that's a little too crass for me okay well it's too easy too you know yeah it's like right okay we get it it's a number all right yeah okay okay Good. Right. Well, we got well, that off our chest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, we're not sponsored by Tang. I'm just drinking not yet. Um, something that kind Tang's of reminded me of Tang. Tang's got to uh, be around, right? Probably. They don't advertise anymore. Maybe they're so big they don't need to advertise anymore. Maybe. Although, I don't feel like it's a household name anymore. No. What Maybe was High the C other bought one? it. High C? No, not High C. The other uh, orange drink. Other orange drink. Oh, Sunny D. Yes, Sunny D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't have Sunny D either. Yeah, we didn't really that much eat. We really didn't. I feel like we had Tang sometimes. Yeah. I remember like Kool-Aid was like a special treat. (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we didn't really have too much cereal either. Yeah. Uh, I do remember like staying over my aunt's house and she would have frosted Cheerios, and I would just eat them before bed, like popcorn. Oh, yeah. Like, not even put any milk in them, just eat mm-hmm. them dry, like little snack treats. You know, my whole life, I've loved cereal. Just, just you know, give it to me. Whatever you got, you know? 
I love cereal. I used to go to my grandma's house before bed, cereal. That was yeah. that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, because yeah. grandparents, there's like no rules, you know? Yeah. And on the weekends at home, I'm like, lunchtime, I could make a sandwich or a wrap or something, but not when I got cereal on tap, you know? Yeah. Get some of that going. Mm-hmm. What was your what was your go-to cereal choice? Go-to like growing up? Just like if you could have any. Any cereal, number 1 yeah. cereal? Oh yeah. man. This is too big too big of a question. I mean I got 3. I got a tie between 3. Okay. Mm, 2. All mm. right. Yeah, you, I would say <laughs> top of the list Cookie Crisp and really? and Crunch berries, Captain okay. Crunch, Crunch berries, and then yep. right below that would be Count Chocula. When you eat it, do you say out loud, "Crunchitize me, Captain"? Did you say that? Mm, no. Oh well, you're supposed to. Well, I never did. Well, you're not doing it right. You're not eating. No, the... but I th- I will say I think I'm a lot more uh, susceptible to food advertising now. Not so much <laughs> advertising, but like if. If things are like, you know, like if popcorn is mentioned, like I got to yeah, have popcorn. Yeah, you got to have it. And there's an instance in this episode that led me to craving a food item okay. that I then acquired, which hmm. we'll get into. All right. But yeah, I don't know if I was as susceptible as a kid. You know what gets me are the pizza commercials. When I see a pizza commercial, mm-hmm. I, I, I basically, I lose it. I got to have that pizza <laughs> <laughs> or fried chicken. If I see fried yeah. chicken, oh man, that's fried chicken is so yeah. good. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I ate a lot before podcasting because I'm thinking about food and I'm like, nope, just mm-hmm. feel gross now. Just yeah. feel like, uh, like I'm really full and I can't eat anything else. Yeah. Cocoa Krispies is one of my big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Crunch, I, I do like that. Um, but I also liked Crispix. You know? That's weird. <laughs> That's weird? It's okay to like that, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. All right. Just be weird. It's okay. Okay. I gave you two sugary ones, and then yeah. I gave you like a normie yeah. cereal, you know? That's okay. I liked Raisin Bran. That I don't like. But you got to eat the bran real quick. Otherwise, it'll no, get no, no. soggy That's in the like best seconds. Part. That's, where, that's where you and I differ here. See, I'll take Ugh. Wheaties over Raisin Bran any day. Because you like it soggy? What? Well, like I it like soggy? it in between, you know, like as it as it goes crunchy to soggy, you know? Oh, okay. No, that's not where we differ then. I don't like things soggy. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that you like to wait for it to get soggy and then eat it. No, no, like no I don't like the raisins animal. in the bran. I like the bran. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I feel like the raisins are just, you know... I feel like most of the time raisins just muck up whatever it's in. Like, give me an oatmeal raisin cookie. I'm like, eh, I can go without but this you raisins. you love raisins. <laughs> but it has raisins. Raisins. In it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good classic. classic. We haven't done a better off dead in a while. Mm-mm. Not for a while. Nope. Yeah. So All what's right, going well, on? Anything uh, to catch up on? Mm, Other than cereal no. choices? <laughs> nope. Nothing really. <laughs> I don't okay. think anything crazy is going on. Oh, I made some t-shirt designs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I la- this past weekend, um, I vended like with Floor Apothecary at a pride parade event in um, the town that I live in. Yeah. And it was great. I had a great front row 
seat to the parade. To the parade. Yeah, nobody yeah. was like in my booth or, you know, I don't like, I'm not someone who loves parades because I'm like, ugh, they're just like people are standing everywhere. It's like hot or cold, depending <laughs> on what parade you're seeing. It's okay. just loud. But I was like, this is great. I got a 10 by 10 booth. Nobody's like standing in my booth. Yeah. So I got all this room to just chill out and watch the parade. Wow. Yeah. Because um, it was right, like I was set up. Um, right on the street. Like on the, on the sidewalk. Yeah. So... Uh, it was really cool, and it inspired me um, to make some Pride t-shirts because there were some kind of cool ones that I saw, and then there were, like, sayings that I saw, but I haven't seen, like, shirts with them. Yeah. Um, and I made a sign for my booth that said Proud Ally and, um, you know, talked about how I'm giving 10% of my sales to the Trevor Project this month. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, I want a shirt that says that. Like, I, I haven't seen too many proud ally shirts. So it kind of got me, got my creative juices flowing. And I made a couple of t-shirts. Um, and you can actually buy them. Like, it's just on demand. Mm. Um, it's a website called Bonfire. And if they go well, then I will probably um, end up taking whatever designs perform well and have... My good friend Rachel over at Cinder and Salt, who is, she's an eco-friendly screen printing and clothing company. Mm-hmm. I will have her actually screen print for me. Um, cool. So that I'm supporting a local woman-owned business. But yeah, so if you're interested, if you are queer yourself or identify as any of the letters in the acronym LGBTQIA+, then I have some shirts for you that maybe you'll like. And you can find them on bonfire.com slash store slash Sammy Joe Studio. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Nice. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool thing I did. Yeah. I haven't really promoted cool. it and I need to, but by the time this airs, I will have promoted it. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's Good. what I've been up to. What do you what have you been up to? Me? A oh, little this, little that, little up, little down, little left, little right, you know, you name it, <laughs> I'm covering it, okay? <laughs> wow, that's so descriptive. I really know what's going on in your life, Pat. <laughs> I figured I'm so I'd glad we you... get together every week and I, I know I'd exactly what's going on in your life. all the juice, you know, all the <laughs> juiciness, my life, you know, just well, go you on covered, and on. You had commencement and where yeah. you're this school that you work for yeah covered. that's always a wild time some if of I that recall. yeah our wesleyan days right i've been doing uh different event stuff and uh all sorts of good stuff so yeah just carrying on all right now okay Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah feel like you're just like a few steps from the edge what <laughs> Just, you have this craziness in your eyes what and I'm are you a talking worried about, about man oh, fine <laughs> all right great all right uh well, you ready what <laughs> next week just a reminder that next week is a double buffy okay so three weeks from now what no next week i'm doing the math and what i hear is two weeks from now do you need a vacation hmm? is that what you're asking for no 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 okay so I'm next, well, it doesn't matter. It's a vacation for you anyway, because <laughs> you don't is. have to take any notes. <laughs> well, no, I do take notes. You should see my notes for this Buffy episode. It's about... Yeah, I bet they're all over the place. Mm, 
yeah. Uh, at some point, I should just read you uh, all my notes from yeah. one episode, <laughs> just so you can see the madness that uh, <laughs> that I jot down on a well, regular basis. Well, I would basis. imagine it's probably like my lost notes, because I'm just kind of jotting down my reactions. Yeah, as reaction one-liners, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes um, they're just like literally what happened. It's not even a reaction. It's just like Buffy did this <laughs> just to make sure I know where I am in the episode. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I don't really do that with Lost, but I should more because then sometimes I, I get lost uh, in eh. my notes. Yeah. Eh. I haven't flub, made that joke before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I flubber it. <laughs> um, yeah. And also speaking of lost uh i dave and i are still watching once upon a time yeah and there are so many actor crossovers yeah so So many lostites yeah naveen andrews Mm -hmm. is in the once upon a time in wonderland he plays jafar oh Um, that's fun yeah he's really good in it although like the first episode maybe two his hair is like it looks like he just has a bad like 80s perm and you're like what is happening and then (laughs) they must have realized it because then his hair is different like after that i'm like oh thank goodness (laughs) they cut rid of his perm (laughs) um yeah and the woman who plays juliet Mm -hmm. is in the season of once upon a time that we're watching now which is like the frozen sisters yeah are in it elsa and anna um Mm -hmm. so it's like that storyline and they she is in it and is just as creepy in that. <laughs> um, yeah. We got Hurley. Uh, Jorge in Garcia is yeah. in it. Yep. Wow. Not not for very long. He plays a giant. Yeah. Which makes sense. I just um, feel like once you're on an ABC course, show, you know, they just hook you up after that. Yeah. Like you're part of the family. Of you're in. I want to say Penny's dad. I think um, isn't it yeah so I'm just like wow and what's funny is because I feel like I had this when Juliet was introduced and lost I was like I feel like she's really familiar to me because I had watched Once Upon a Time a long time ago once and upon a time so, you watched once upon a time yes okay <laughs> so i think my first in, like my first introduction of this actress who i feel really bad that i can't remember her name mm-hmm. elizabeth something is that right sure well now i gotta look it up you <laughs> jackass <laughs> why, are you, why don't me? you know that <laughs> why don't you know that <laughs> i don't know nah. them all she's really talented so i feel like you should know her i feel like you should know her too i feel like you should know her hey you've seen her in two shows Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey. Elizabeth Mitchell. That's what I said. That You didn't <laughs> say that. Zoom cut out. It's weird. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Why isn't it in your your recording then, huh? 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 What? Anyway, she's great. Yeah. Um. Cool. So next week is a double Buffy. And with that being said, let's get into Buffy. All right. Let's get into Buffy. All right. So this week we watched Buffy season four, episode 14. And this airs on the on June 14th. Look at that. Mm, too fun. Uh, too fun. Goodbye, Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. 
This aired February 15, 2000. It was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon. Your predictions from last week, Patty Bobo. Mm -hmm. You said that Maggie has always wanted a son but could never have one, so she created one in the lab, and she's calling it her baby. So basically you're saying that Adam is her baby. (laughs) Rockabye baby. (laughs) But not biological. Uh, and you said there's something something up with Riley's vitamins that they're clearly medical. There's oh, yeah. brainwashing involved or forgetting his past, and Riley has to take these pills to control him. Something's up. Yeah. All right. So we pick up right where we left off. Buffy, Spike, and the rest of the Slayerettes are at Giles's. Buffy explaining how Professor Walsh set her up. And Spike kind of infers that Riley was probably behind it, too. But Mm -hmm. Buffy and Willow are not buying it. Buffy tells the gang that Walsh made sure Riley wasn't around when she sent her on the special Make Buffy Dead assignment. And Buffy jumps to the conclusion that if Maggie had it in for her, maybe the whole initiative does. So Giles asks, like, what would make Walsh want to kill her? And though Buffy doesn't know, she does know that Walsh didn't like how inquisitive she was. She was asking too many questions. So yeah. Anya says, oh, maybe you were getting close to something. Right. And then we see, we cut to a sort of like lost hatch-like door. Ooh, I love In these. the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nobody's going into it. It's somebody coming out. So mm. it opens and then we switch to a low shot and we see a booted camo-suited leg in a brace step out and then a non-braced leg and we pan up to see a badly kind of like heavy duty stapled sewn together torso made of what looks like decayed human and demon flesh metal parts on one of the arms something metal and mechanical over where a human's heart would be Mm -hmm. a sort of like partial robotic skull but i guess it's it's kind of more like the phantom of the opera's mask it's kind of yeah. like partially covering, you know, metal. I could see that. I could also say that this guy w- looked ripped, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like literally ripped and uh, yeah. sewn together, stapled together. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Nice one, you. Pat. Thank That's you. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so he's got like part green flesh, part human, part uh, robot steel whatever one red eye one normal i didn't see what the other color was (laughs) and so this is our first full body look at adam yeah and he looks around smiles as we get a music sting and then we cut to the intro so he's Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm out yeah he he does kind of look toxic avengery too i know i've said that about another character on this show but uh yeah that's just the thought that i had just his mangled up face. Yeah, I don't remember who you said that about. Yeah. Probably know. a demon of the week. Yeah. Monster of the week. Probably some bro. Some other zombro. Yeah. So then at Giles's, Buffy tells everyone to grab a weapon because they're about to go into hiding. And they need to relocate somewhere that they won't be found. <laughs> Willow offers up her house. Her Well, she says my place. I'm assuming she means her parents. Yep. But Buffy says that the initiative knows how close they are, so they're bound to check any place that, you know, she'd hang out. But they don't really know Xander, so she suggests his basement. And Giles is like, I'm not 
hanging out in that dank hole. <laughs> I don't want to hang out in that dank hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he suggests that they stay there at his house where the initiative boys aren't likely to come around. And on cue, Riley busts in looking for Buffy. Buffy tells him that Walsh tried to kill her. And Riley thinks that this must be some kind of mistake. Tells her to go over what happened in detail. And then he spots Spike. And this time correctly identifies him as Hostel, Hostel 17. 17. Yeah. So Spike kind of starts his like fake Southern accent. Like, oh, no, I'm a... And he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh. I'm a yeah, friend of it, Sanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just like, bugger it. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm your guy. Right. And now Riley's upset that Buffy has been hiding Hostile 17 from them. So he turns on her demanding answers and Spike takes that as his cue to leave, giving Riley two thumbs up in support of trying to kill Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you guys trying to kill her? Hey, and he gives him two <laughs> thumbs up. Um, I, I will say... Yeah. My feeling is I don't feel like there's enough spike in this episode. Yeah, you think it's a little I think void. it's a little spike light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't That's get that feeling, feeling, but uh All right. Well, good. Yeah. Um so Riley asks Buffy again about hiding in HST and Xander tells him to let her do the questioning since his boss tried to kill her. And, you know, he's Riley's still not believing it. So he says that something must be controlling Walsh. And Buffy asks him about 314, but he still doesn't seem to know anything. And then yeah, Giles something suggests... something must be controlling Walsh like she's brainwashed. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> brainwashed. <laughs> it's never oh, not going to be funny. Ah, so good. Didn't... Deal. All right. Okay. Uh, Giles suggests that, you know, as Ethan told him, that the initiative might have a darker purpose, but Riley vehemently defends them. And then, you know, he's all frustrated and riled up. He leaves to sort things out on his own. Yeah, he does get, uh, he does get a little red in the face, you know? And, uh, <laughs> something's up here. The, med, the meds. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you think's happening? Yeah, he's not taking his meds or something. Something's up. Mm. All right. All right. That's, that's all you I'm saying. You don't think he's just riled up? No, no. All right. No. I mean, yes, but also the meds But thing. also no. Okay. Mm. Okay. So we cut to a young boy playing with an action figure that almost like seems to have be made of metal parts or wearing some kind of metal armor when yeah. Adam approaches him. And we're going to do some lines here. Okay. So, how about you be Adam and I'll be the boy? Okay. Okay. So, Adam approaches the boy and the boy looks up and he kind of smiles at him. What am I? <laughs> first, the first line. Try that again. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you funny? sound so weird. <laughs> He's got a deep voice. He's like, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying you, to go Buffalo deep. Bill? Yeah. You're a person. All right, I'll just do it I don't do like it. It's making me real uncomfortable. Okay. What What am I? See, oh, yours sounds like fra, fra, uh, the frog. 
Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Start, start again. All right, all right. You do whatever. You do you. You okay. do you, boo. <laughs> hey, what am I? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can I do that? You said? No. All no, right. you can't do that. All right, I'll just be uh, Adam, okay? I'm going to channel okay. him. And here okay, he comes. channel him. Channel him. Right, Look at he... him. Look at him. He's ripped. Yep, I see him. Okay. What am I? You're a monster. <laughs> I just really wanted to be the gingerbread cookie from Shrek. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> no. Uh, that's fine. You're, you're, you're a monster. It wasn't much different. Know, it wasn't. <laughs> you, I can't. <laughs> I don't know how to be a little boy. <laughs> that's okay. You're, doing you're a all monster. Right. I'm, I don't know how to be a monster. So here we go. Okay. Okay. I thought so. Adam, what are you? <laughs> you don't say your name, Adam. What? <laughs> just, oh. I know. The, this transcript weird. is, is okay. weird, written weird. So he just says, I thought so, and then pause, and then he what says, What are you? What are you? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to do that again? <laughs> I, th- I thought so. What are you? Me? I'm a boy. A boy? How do you work? I don't know. I just do. And then the little boy points to the like bone skewer that comes out of Adam's wrist, his pulgara arm. What's that for? And then Adam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, That's not in the script. <laughs> um, Adam raises his wrist to look at the skewer. Then he looks at the boy and he kind of smiles deviously. Yeah. And I was that like, night- what? You can't kill a kid, but. I know. I know right. you didn't like that scene. Yeah. So that night, Riley walks alone. I walk alone. You're such a good singer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I wow. always know all the words. On the boulevard of broken dreams. Okay, so he's sad and lonely and he's walking around. Yeah. Uh then we cut to Dr. Angleman entering the three fourteen room. The lights won't turn on and he calls quietly to Dr. Walsh and then I said this guy looks like Doogie Hauser. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? He does. He doesn't Kinda look like, like NPH. Yeah, a little bit, you know. NPH, the king. The king, yeah. I don't know. I wish he was king. I'd vote for him. <laughs> Guess you don't vote for a king. <laughs> um, I can kind of see that. He's kind of young looking. Yeah. He's got the yeah. lab coat on. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. That's all you need. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so he doesn't get a response, so he walks into the room more, and then he slips and falls to the floor, landing in a trail of Maggie Walsh's blood. Oh, man, somebody Walsh this mess up, will they? (laughs) It's always the same, though. It's It's always always the same word. (laughs) It's always just a pun on Walsh. I know. (laughs) The next morning... I bet her first job was working at... As a dishwasher? Car Walsh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My brother's okay. first job was as a dishwasher. Really? And now he's a doctor, so, you know. Look at that. You never know where your career can lead you. Right. That's because he went to school, though. 
<laughs> it's not, yeah. not anything to do with washing <laughs> yeah. dishes. It didn't just happen. Unrelated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next morning, Giles wakes up in Xander's basement to the sound of cartoons and the disco ball shining in his eye. Uh, and it kind of looks like he's sleeping on a blow-up armchair and footstool. Yeah. There the, are... Sh- Go this ahead. just seems like the best to like just have to squat and hang out with all your friends oh, in yeah. your basement and watch Just like great. And I mean, not for Giles. He's probably like in his 40s. He's like, yeah. this is the last thing yeah, I want to do. It is a little weird for Giles. But everybody else. But everyone else like just hang it's like out. like party time. In your jammies, watching yeah. cartoons. I mean, come on. Yeah, and that I, sounds like a great time. Yeah. And what what's his mom make? His mom brings down like gummy bears or something. What 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 was it? Uh, do you have a raspberry? Is it iced tea? Is it just iced tea? No. Oh, that was fruit bunch, but that wasn't this episode. Fruit punch, right? Fruit punch, yeah. yeah. No. But you know that they've got snacks and whatnot. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Giles can have unlimited raspberry fruit punch. Also boost Come bars. On. You know they got to be all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see him this episode. No. Probably okay. not because Xander sold them. I'll tell you nah, that much. Probably not. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't think they'd be squatting in the basement anymore. Right. Um, yeah, so there are sheets and blankets hung up everywhere for privacy. And on the other side of them, Willow, Anya, and Buffy are lying, like half sitting up in the pullout couch, snuggled under blankies, watching Roadrunner cartoons. Mm-hmm. Meet me. <laughs> Thank you for Giles, that sound effect. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Giles grumpily enters and turns off the TV. Willow calls him Cranky Bear. And then Giles says, yes, I can't imagine why I didn't sleep well in my beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> Anya tells him that every time he moved, it squeaked. And that was annoying. And so Giles shoots back. I'm surprised you could hear it over your Wagnerian snoring. <laughs> and I had, had to look up what Wagnerian meant. And dictionary.com defines it as of or like Richard Wagner or his music theories and methods. So I guess he's an opera singer or he's an opera uh, composer. Is it Wagner? So Wagner? Sure. Is it Wagner? Yeah. Do you know him? Do I know Wagner? Of course I know Wagner. You don't know music, but you know... An obscure opera singer, opera, yeah. operatic composer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Wagner. I don't. Hmm. Okay. But I'm not like sophisticated in my music like taste. Like me. Right. I mean, I was just singing Green Day, so. <laughs> oh, that's who sings and that. That's if uh, you can call what I was doing singing. So <laughs> don't think yeah. you can. Mm. So I guess he's comparing her snoring to opera i don't know doesn't really make sense to me but unless he was like crazy i didn't listen to any of his music okay anyway buffy asks (laughs) them not to perform scenes from her parents marriage so they stop arguing and apologize and willow tells buffy not to worry about riley anya tells her that she needs a boring boyfriend like xander but she can't have xander and then xander enters with a tray of breakfast food and tells him to turn on the tv a TV, uh, reporter says, Sunnydale is still reeling from news of the crime. A source in the coroner's office tells us that the boy was stabbed with what looks like some kind of large skewer, and his body was then mutilated. Police have not named a suspect, Jeez. and the killer is still at large. Wow. 
they, Sammy they killed Joe the kid. <laughs> signing off. Uh, yeah. Putting a hole in all your theories. Oh, boy. Yeah. And he must have had a bone to pick. <laughs> Something like that. Don't get skewed. <laughs> Don't get it skewed. <laughs> Don't get it skewed. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Here, skewing your perceptions <laughs> of <going>. safety. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. That's Somebody all I got. poked holes in this story, much like this little boy tonight at 11. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> That's what they call a teaser. Uh, <laughs> Buffy tells him it sounds like the Pulgara demon that Maggie insisted they keep alive, and they wonder that if it was sent after her but got distracted. Buffy gets off the bed, stands up, authoritative, battle-ready, military-esque music playing as she says, I'm going to the crime scene to see what I can find out. You guys research the Pulgara demon. I want to know where it is. When I find it, I'm going to make him pay for taking that kid's life. I'll make him die in ways he can't even imagine. And then they all look at her for a beat and Willow kind of smiles and Buffy looks down at herself and says, that probably would have sounded more commanding if I wasn't wearing my yummy sushi pajamas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then we see Riley walking into the initiative frat house where Forrest asks where he's been all night and then congratulates him for getting past the shy phase with Buffy. But Riley tells him that he wasn't with Buffy. Yeah, he was bro, alone. chill. Thinking things through. Chill, bro. I was just doing my walkabout. And I was yeah. with my feelings. I was like walking a lonely road on a boulevard <laughs> of broken dreams, bruh. Bro. Okay. With my Walkman on. Yeah. All right. And here you are. Just, just, just talking about nasty stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't appreciate it. I don't want you talking about my woman like that. Yeah, like she's my everything. <laughs> I'm yeah. like kind of like waked out about her right now, but I still don't want you talking about her like that. Yeah, we might be in a small tiff right now, but for you to go spout off your dirty mouth about her, bro. <laughs> yeah. I love Surfer Pat. Not going to play Sega Genesis tonight with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> okay, they get they get to Riley's room and he tells Forrest that Professor Walsh tried to have Buffy killed. And Forrest is immediately defensive, asking if Riley has proof. And Riley told him that he saw enough to know it's true and that Buffy thinks it's because Walsh had some secret that Buffy was getting too close to. Mm. Forrest tells him, Buffy is always putting her nose where it doesn't belong and that maybe Walsh discovered Buffy was up to something and not the other way around. And he accuses Buffy of using Riley to infiltrate the initiative and says if Walsh was trying to kill her, maybe she needed killing. Damn, bruh. Bro. At that moment, Graham enters the room and tells them that Walsh is dead. Dun-dum, bum, 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 bum. I did it for you, this episode. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, then we have a commercial break, and then back from the commercial break, which probably had Tang, 
in the initiative, <laughs> Riley and Forrest make their way to room 314 where Walsh's body still lies on the floor. Like, how long are you just going to let her be there? That's a crime scene, you know? You got to take pictures. You got to take measurements. You got to look at yeah. blood spatters and the direction they came from. And blood, okay. s- blood slippery slips. Huh? Excuse me? What? From where Angleman slipped? Yeah. You got to look at the, the, the slippery uh, puddle. And mm-hmm. uh, you also got to- got to get your red string like Dexter has. No, that comes later. That comes oh. in the in the. Uh, oh right, in when, the recreation. At at your, when you're at the home base with a cork oh. board. Yeah. And one one dangling light bulb from the ceiling. You gotta have oh, one of yeah, those. Of course. For that. With the yeah. string that with like the chain that's too short because for some reason they always break and then you have to tie a string to it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got it. That's how it is. And. Uh, that's and, what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. All right, well, maybe afterwards they'll wash it up. Maybe. All right, so army soldiers are standing guard next to her body, and Dr. Engelman and another doctor scientist guy inspects her body. And Forrest says, look at that wound. She'd been staked, wouldn't you say, brother? Brother. 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 Brother, did you see this other wound? Brother. What are you doing here, Des? What? I'd rather Des be there than Forrest. Yeah, Forrest is just... Trying to see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Or something. (laughs) Riley gets worked up (laughs) and tells him that it could have been a Pulgara demon, but Forrest sticks with his theory that Buffy staked her. Riley grabs his shirt, Forrest pushes him back, and then Dr. Engelman gets in between them to defuse the situation. He tells them... Washington is sending in a team to do an internal investigation. I've been told we have to wait for their word. Hmm. Is it Washington or is it Washington? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know how I keep missing these. Oh, man. Uh, Washington. Washington. <laughs> six uh. foot seven fucking killing for fun. Whoa. What? Easy. Okay, Easy take... gangster rap, Sammy. How'd Sorry, she you can get take in that here? out. You can take that out. You can cut that. No, that's staying in. I love it. All right. I don't know what that's from. An old internet video. Jeez. You and your old internet videos. Yeah. Relics that, from the That past. and Buffy. That's what's in my brain, apparently. That's what's in your brain. <laughs> Charlie. No room for anything else. <laughs> um, Riley says that it has to be the work of the Polgara demon, and Angleman kind of agrees with him and says the Polgara escaped through Tunnel 72, which is not a lost number. No. I still wrote it down. Okay. Riley says that they have to go after it, but Engelman tells him, my orders from Washington are for a total lockdown until they arrive. I'm sorry. Now, return to your quarters. There's nothing you can do here. You could just say rooms, okay? Don't have to be all fancy. That doesn't sit well with Riley, and we cut to him talking to Graham and a few other commandos, telling them to suit up, because they're going to go hunt the Polgara demon. Hmm. And as he's saying this, he keeps scratching his hand and he's starting to get like kind of some nervous energy going on. Forrest uh, emerges from the corner behind Riley, follows the rest of the commandos. And then we cut to a bunch of military Hummers raiding a cemetery. Uh, Well, the, the Hummers aren't, but they get to the cemetery and then commandos get out of them. Okay. 
Okay. Forrest All and right. Graham enter Spike's crypt, but there's no sign of Spike except for a TV that is still warm. <laughs> That's a vestige of the past, huh? Yeah, because it's a CRT. I don't think, I don't think they get warm anymore. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Mine creaks, though. Like Yours creaks? After I turn it off, it like maybe it like will creak a little really? after a while. Yeah. Creaks, huh? Yeah. Okay. Is that normal? I don't know. Can't say I've heard of modern televisions creaking. Well, it's pretty modern. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Maybe I'm just not paying attention. It's just, it's just like groaning. You know, it's like a little sleep groan or a little sleep twitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all. It's fine. All right. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they open the lid of the stone coffin that's in the middle of the crypt, but all they find is a skeleton sitting on some nice fancy blue nice silk. Yeah. Silk like pillow and blanket yeah um they don't bother to put the lid back on the coffin which is very Uh, rude yeah and then forrest smashes the tv with the butt of his gun as they leave and we cut back why why so i know come on just like this guy needs to chill yeah right take some of riley's pills uh, they so four smashes the TV and they leave. Then we cut back to the open coffin and Spike emerges from his hiding spot underneath the skeleton. That was smart, but also it seemed smart. like it took a lot of coordination to get under there. Yeah, unless he just like hangs out there just in case. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just where he sleeps in general. Yeah. Then we cut to kind of a rocky desert-like area, uh, which is the crime scene. A few cops and a cop cars are there as coroners are loading the body of the boy into a body bag and then onto a stretcher. Riley comes up. Uh, Buffy is there. I didn't mention that. <laughs> Riley comes up behind Buffy in his commando gear and she tries to apologize, but he's not really listening to her. And then he tells her Maggie's dead. Happy now. Which Buffy is like, no. No, I'm, I'm not, not happy. happy. I mean, bitch. maybe a little. Maybe a little. Because she did try to kill me. Karma, you know? Yeah. Now we can wash the palate clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so she asks what happened. He tells her that it's classified, but of course she pieces together the same story that, you know, Angleman told Riley that the Pulgara stabbed her and escaped, and she vows to find it and destroy it. She says, and then you can stop asking me how happy all this death makes me. And she walks away and Riley turns to look at her and, uh-oh, here's another mistake in the widescreen. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did you, you notice the, this? The little vignette yeah. on the left and right. Yeah, yeah. so what, what was that? What was going on there? Uh, the, the lens was too wide for either the, uh, it's probably too, too wide for the map box. So you see a little bit of the map box on the left and oh, right. Oh, yeah, okay. Which, yeah. Which you only see in the widescreen, you wouldn't see it in the four by three presentation. Four by three, right. So, and yeah. this is where, again, like Joss had said that it was shot that way, but was never really supposed to air right. in widescreen. So. But then HDTV came along and they're like, ah, yeah, fill up that whole screen. We still got the negative. Here you go. Yeah. But so far, there's really only been two like obvious mistakes like that. Yeah. In the first nah, episode, you pointed out one. There's more. There's more. I've seen a few. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, it's 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 fairly often. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I this don't. One, this is this one. This Amy was a really big too. one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I like I had to kind of double take like I had to go back because I was like, is this just sort of like a I don't know. They're trying to like frame it in some kind of unique way. But yeah, Artistic then I was like, no, nope, it's definitely not. Yeah. Don't think it was supposed to be like that. Nope. Because you almost it's almost like, oh, is somebody looking through like a telescope a or <laughs> a peephole of some yeah. kind? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway, then we cut to Willow arriving at Tara's uh, dorm room, and she tells her that she had a lot of fun doing spells the other night. But, you know, she's like, I hope you know that's not the only reason why. Like, I like hanging out with you, too. And Tara's like, oh, yeah, I know. It's cool. Um, But she is there to do a spell. And -hmm. Willow tells her that their goal is to conjure the goddess Thespia to help us locate demonic energy in the area. Hmm. Which fact... Yeah. Thespia, oh, I know you love go. these. Yeah. Thespia is a real goddess, although very little is known about her. I guess she's not really a goddess, but in Greek mythology, she was a naiad or nymph of the spring well or fountain of the town of Thespiae uh, okay. in central Greece. She was a daughter of the river god Asopos, who was abducted to the town, to the town which is now Thespia, named after her, by the god Apollo. So mm-hmm. nothing about her being great at locating demonic energy or anything, but at least this time they used a real goddess's name. Okay. Or mythical fig- figure. Yeah. So there you go. There's your witch fact for the day. Great. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Tara asks if they're ready for that, and Willow is very sure of them. She's like, yeah, this is beneath us. Okay. Then we cut to Willie's place. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been in Willie's yeah. joint. Yeah, yeah, our old buddy Willie. We haven't seen mm-hmm. him in forever. And he's full Willie on yeah. this, doing his old classic bits. Or would you say free Willie? <laughs> he's free Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, a vampire exits as soon as Buffy approaches the bar, and Willie tells her he's making some real changes with his life, which always. is, he always says this. Yeah been singing this tune for years yeah um but now he's got a deep fryer and he says demon go demons go crazy for chicken fingers <laughs> who does it and in my notes i wrote i kind of want chicken fingers now oh yeah and then that's what i had for dinner chicken, got chicken fingers. fingers i was yeah. like i can't believe i'm more chicken fingers how old am i <laughs> <laughs> chicken fingers are always good i know i don't like i can't i can't you remember when i last sauce had for those them. things yeah, but I don't use dipping sauce. Yeah. You know what's uh, a good thing to mix it up? Mayup. You got to throw some uh, honey, some honey on them chicken fingers. Oh. Mm. Eh, pretty good. Mm, yeah, pretty not for good. me. Not oh, for me. On. I'm a plain Jane. I like ketchup or bust. Boring. Or mayup. Mayup. A little yeah. bit of mayo ketchup. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. I do like yeah. that. Yeah. I guess yeah. you could call it Kecho, too. Kecho? Yeah. Kechonese. K-O. Kayo. But I feel like Mayup is good. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So tonight it was just, just plain Jane ketchup. That's what yeah. I'm all about. But it did come with like barbecue sauce and honey mustard, but I'm like, nah. Barbecue sauce. Honey mustard. <laughs> Remember that Chili's commercial? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Chili's baby back ribs barbecue sauce. 
I mean, I most it was mostly (laughs) immortalized into my brain from (laughs) Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. Yeah. Killers, baby (laughs) back ribs. Bubba goo. I eat the baby. The other other white meat. (laughs) I know. Oh, man. I know you love my fat bastard impression. So good. <laughs> All right. So she asks uh, Willie if he's heard about a Pulgara demon on a killing spree. And then, you know, he's like, oh, I'm telling you, I don't do this anymore. And she's like, I'm going to have to punch you, aren't I? And he's like, yeah, but you don't have to make it hurt. Just make it look good, you know? Yeah. So she, so he is still up to the same tricks. Um, So she does punch him. And then he tells her, heard there was one around a week or two back. Where it was you got him? You and those army guys. And she asks if he's had any more info on the Pulgara, um, the army guys, or 314. And before he can say anything, Riley enters the bar. And he's not looking good. He's kind of pasty and yeah. sweaty. Yeah. Not good. He looked like he's jonesing for some pills or something. Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her that he's following her to help her track the Pulgara, and then he gets all riled up again about her oh, socializing yeah. with demons See? instead of hunting them. Becoming unhinged. I knew it. Too squeaky clean. Yep. And, uh, yep, this is what happens. This is what happens when you're too squeaky. What, what's <laughs> what's our excuse, then? What? We're We're kind of squeaky clean. Yeah, but you know we never did drugs. People can tell that you know there's we we got other things. Uh, we got dark sides. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you spend a few minutes with us. They're like, well, you know, there's, there's something, you know, oh, there's something uh, wrong. But there. like when you're like just like too polite and too happy-go-lucky and like ah, oh, gee, Willikers, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm from Iowa. Uh, uh, you know, something. Yeah, uh, something's hiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Willie tells him to sit down and relax. Offer some chicken fingers on the house. And Riley tells him to shut up. And then he threatens to bring him back to the lab. Buffy tells him that he's human. And then she notices Riley shaking as he says, so he's human. He just harbors demons, which makes him a good guy like you. And then Riley grabs Buffy, demands he tell her the truth. Buffy tells him that he has it. He's just too screwed up over what happened with Professor Professor Walsh. Professor Walsh. He's too too skewered up over yeah. what happened with Professor Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then an old woman gets up and starts to leave, and Riley points his gun at her and says, "No leaving till I say so." And he spirals out, hand shaking as he wonders aloud if he if he shot her, if he'd have a corpse on his hands or a one pissed off vampire and the woman starts to cry and Buffy keeps saying Riley's name to try to like calm him. Finally, he puts his gun down on the bar, smashing glasses and he's still shaking as he kind of hangs his head and he says, what's happening to me? Yeah. <sighs> Looks like withdrawals to me. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, something's happening. Mm-hmm. All right, after a break, Riley is sitting on Xander's pull-out couch bed, still shaking, bent over. Buffy gives him a blanket, and he just kind of, like, pulls it off. No, yeah. don't want my blanket. This is just what she needs, a tortured man to take care of. She yep. loves her some of this. Yes, yeah, she does. It's been That's a while. True. She's mm-hmm. got a hankering for this. Yep. 
And I feel like this is a fantasy of a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of gals, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah. We want to be a caretaker. Right. And that's why we date a lot of bad boys. Is that why? Amongst other things. Amongst other things. Yeah. You know, but, um. I can say for sure that I definitely had this and it's because it's like, oh, yeah, I can make them better and I can fix them. You can't. Okay. <laughs> Let me save you a lot of time. Yeah. You can't. You can't. And you don't want to. Okay. Hmm. You got to be whole and they got to be whole and then you can be whole together. Not a whole. Right. But whole. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you can I help follow. each You can help each other to be better, but yeah. you can't fix a person right okay all right this has been a PSA therapy time from ksp yes <laughs> psa from ksp <laughs> i like that all right so uh she tells him to lie down then notice him scratching his hand which is now red and raw and bloody and he pulls Ooh. it she pulls his hand away and tells him to stop it and he says i can't it's like something's growing inside of me. Uh-oh. And he starts scratching again, and she stops him, and she pulls off the bandana that was on her head and ties it around his raw hand, and he's shaking harder, shivering as he tells her, I don't know anything. I don't know what's going on, who the bad guys are. Maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe I'm the thing you should kill. She tells him not to think that and tells him he's sick and needs to get some sleep. Finally, he lays down to try to go night night. Buffy leaves Sweating him to talk all to over Giles. Xander's nice pull-out couch. I know, you know, poor <laughs> Xander. <gross. laughs> um, so she leaves him to go talk to Giles, Xander, and Anya, telling them that it's got to be more than grief affecting Riley. That there's you know something physical affecting him. So she decides that she and Xander are going to go undercover since Xander is the only one with military experience. And Anya says, it's not like he was in the NAM. <laughs> <laughs> he was G.I. Joe for one night. Giles reports that there haven't been any new sightings um, of the Pulgara demon or like any reports of violence or anything like it. So Buffy tells them to keep looking. And we cut to Willow and Tara readying for their Thespia invocation. There's four crystals on the carpet with twine, uh, like beneath them, kind of like connecting them mm-hmm. uh, into a rectangle shape. And Willow tells it's kind of kind of cool looking actually, and those crystals are pretty. Uh, Willow tells him <laughs> tells Tara that it's it's like a map. Um, she says we both take different parts of the potion, and when we do the incantation, we blow it onto the square at the exact same time. When the potion mixes and Thespia is called, it creates this mist over the parts where the demons are. It even makes different colors for different breeds. And I'm thinking they're gonna need a bigger map. Yeah, okay. Sun- Sunnydale. Where you're trying to find demonic activity? In Sunnydale, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's, that thing's going to light up like a Christmas tree, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Willow pours greenish gold powder into Tara's hand and then powder into her own. They close their eyes, they start the incantation, and then Willow blows her powder over this rectangle, square, whatever shape it is. And Tara makes the blowing sound too, but she puts the powder, 
her powder under the bed. Yeah, what's up with this? Rather than blowing it over the rectangle. She uh, hiding something? Perhaps she's a demon or something mm. herself? This is going to come about, okay? Yeah. Put you this can... in my uh in your predictions. predictions. Yeah, right. something's up here. Okay. <laughs> That's this week on Pat Says Something's Up Here. <laughs> That's my segment. It's <laughs> uh, usually what my predictions are. Something's up. Something's up. <laughs> you don't think she's just trying to see the sweeter side of life? That is a possibility now that you say it. <laughs> So Willow opens her eyes and sees that the spell didn't work. Then we cut to Buffy and Xander sneaking around the initiative frat dorm. Um, Buffy pushes Xander out of the way of the mirror, telling him that she's the only one who can pass the retinal scan. And Xander says, ew, I don't want to see that. Thinking that she said rectal. And Buffy's like, <laughs> retinal. Yeah. Buffy. Also, rectal scanner? Really? Yeah, come on. What? Who? That, what? Uh, what? That doesn't make any sense, Xander. Yeah. You think that so much what? for your military knowledge? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's the last time we're going to trust him with military knowledge. <laughs> I know <laughs> that can make your predictions too. <laughs> Buffy does pass the retinal scan, so clearly her security clearance hasn't been revoked. And they get in the elevator, and then when they come out, you know, Buffy. Well, she kind of had some of this before, but she has her hair pulled back and fake glasses on. Uh, as well as a white lab coat. Xander is in full military gear, so they fit right in. And Xander, of course, is real impressed when they get down to the base, and he says, can I have sex with Riley too? Then Xander sees commandos and tells Buffy to make out with him. You know, in the movies, the guy and the girl have to hide, he says. But Buffy reminds him that this is the initiative. Military guys and scientists do not make out with each other. And Xander says, well, maybe that's what's wrong with the world. Ever think about that? And I was like, huh, maybe he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, back in Xander's basement, Willow tells Giles and Anya that her spell failed. And Giles says that they haven't fared much better. But he has discovered that Pulgaras don't typically mutilate their victims. And Anya tells them that they have to eat every two hours. So this, quote, Pulgara isn't really acting like a typical Pulgara. Yeah, it's almost like he's got a Polgara arm and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. it almost is like that. Mm-hmm. If only they knew that. Willow moves one of the hanging blankets aside and, ah, Riley is standing there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giles tells him to rest, but Riley is adamant about finding Buffy. And when Willow tells him that Buffy went to figure out what's making him sick, he realizes she went to the initiative and heads to the do- towards the door. Willow tries to block him, but he tosses her to the floor like a like what? A Bag of day-old, day-old potato, potato chips. chips. And then he leaves. <laughs> Back at the initiative, Xander and Buffy hide around a corner as they pick up an interesting conversation that Dr. Engelman is having with another scientist. We're going to do some more lines here. Okay. I'll be Engelman and you can be the scientist. Okay? All right. How many of the men are still out? The longer they go without their meds. Everyone's off their schedules because of the professor's death. It's dangerous. I don't want to think about the damage our guys could do under the stress of withdrawal, especially since they won't understand what's happening to them. These guys don't know they've been getting meds in their food, so we better get them in here stat. 
We've located all but a few. The last ones were in pretty bad shape, but we stabilized them. But Finn wasn't one of them, right? No. Find him. He's the one I care about. He's too important to our work to lose now. Indeed. <laughs> I don't remember him saying indeed. <laughs> um, indeed. Indeed. And then he twirls his mustache. <laughs> Didn't even have a mustache. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> then we cut to Spike entering Willie's place, orders a double shot of O-Neg, then gets punched by a demon we can't see. Back in the initiative, Dr. Engelman swipes into a high security door and Buffy pulls the old clipboard in the door clipboard in the door trick to keep it from closing. And then she barges in behind him. She grabs him by the shirt and says, Now, I don't generally like to kill humans, but I've learned that it pays to be flexible in life. And then she demands that Dr. Engelman tell her about 314 and what's happening to Riley. He tells her that someone's coming, that she's probably already been seen on the security monitors, and Riley enters and tells him the monitors went down 10 minutes ago. Hmm. Engelman admits that Walsh did want Buffy dead, but the initiative has no interest in eliminating the Slayer. He tells her it was the Project 314. It escaped. And Riley angrily tries to defend Walsh, and Buffy tells him that she was feeding him drugs. But Riley accuses Buffy of being responsible for what's happening to him and for Walsh. He tries to grab her and she pauses. She pushes him away and says, Riley, stop. This isn't about us. Everything that we need to know is here. We just need to find out what was in 314. And then a commando's body drops from a raised platform. And on the platform is Adam. And he says, me. Yeah, good timing, too, because this fight, I was like, eh, I'm not on board for this fight. I don't really care. You know, we got to get over this fight. What, and Buffy then, and Riley? Yeah, I was just like, eh, not needed. And then this guy showed up. I'm like, oh, good. Now we can explain Oh, thank it. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Right on time. So Adam says, Me. pacing. <laughs> thank you. Don't know what that was, but. That was Adam. That was my Adam. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. So, pacing on the platform, Adam says, I've been thinking about the world. I wanted to see it, learn it. I saw the inside of that boy, and it was beautiful, but it didn't tell me about the world. It just made me feel. So now I want to learn about me, why I feel, what I am. And then he jumps down to, like, the ground level, and he says, so I came home. And he inserts a floppy disk into the drive over his heart. And we see the letters AD on it. He says, I'm a kinematically redundant biomechanical demonoid designed by Maggie Walsh. She called me Adam and I called her mother. And Engelman tells him that Maggie would want him to stand down. And Adam says that he has a design flaw. And he says, in addition to organic material, I'm equipped with... GP2-D11 infrared detectors, a harmonic decelerator, plus DC servo. Don't know what any of that shit is. You don't? Uh, No, do you? hmm. Yeah, of course. Okay, tell me. Well, I used to work at Radio Shack, so... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so so what's a harmonic decelerator? Harmonic decelerator? They're a dime a dozen, all right? So... 
Think of a harmonica, okay? Sure, yeah, I it's knew you were going to go like there. This. It's shaped mm-hmm. like this, but what it is actually made out of is graphite because when you put two magnets on either side of the harmonic decelerator, it actually accelerates the magnetic field and decelerates the air that's going through it. So you you can actually create a, a wavelength of air going through it, okay? What's the next thing? <laughs> okay, what's GP2? GP2. Okay, so GP1 is what we've all known for many years, which is the global pathway one, okay? Sure. So yep. the global <laughs> pathway is when the earth moves the, the way it normally moves, but if you uh-huh. install a GP2, it actually thinks it's going the other way, so you you package that with a harmonic destabilizer and <laughs> you know, decelerator. The limit. Yeah, de- yeah, that's yeah. Mhm. But, okay. you know, when you get to work with it for a while, you call it something else. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. What's DC servo? Well, that's a uh, direct current servo. That's just a standard uh, servo uh, motor, which just, you know, it goes from, it goes from uh, a low, low gear to a high gear. And because he's part uh, uh, cyborg, you know, you're going to need that gear to move some <laughs> things around. <laughs> Got it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can find it all on totally aisle makes three sense. in drawer two <laughs> <laughs> all of it yeah <laughs> radio shack <laughs> right if they existed anymore oh oh <laughs> r.i.p radio shack <laughs> and movie stores both and places i worked stores. at <laughs> uh, i worked at borders and they're no longer around so oh man borders is great too i know okay. borders was great oh all right so then Buffy says she pieced you together from parts of other demons. And Adam says, and man, and machine. And Radio Shack. (laughs) This has been an ad for Radio Shack. Powering down. We got that. Is that, wait, was that the, the, that was the slogan, right? I don't know. You worked for them. Or is that Staples? I don't know. I work for Staples too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're still in business, so. Right they there, are. you go. It's only, mm-hmm. only up from here. Mm, I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, so he says, which tells me what I am, but not who I am. Mother wrote things down, hard data, but also her feelings. That's how I learned that I have a job here and that she loved me. And Riley says she wasn't your mother and she didn't love you. And Xander's like, I don't think that's the problem here, man. <laughs> Thought that was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like let him let him believe he was loved. <laughs> yeah, chill. <laughs> um, and then Adam puts another floppy disk into his heart slot, which <laughs> without taking out the first one, mind yeah, you, it's like a it's multi like, multi disk uh, changer. Doesn't that how floppy drives work? Well, Adam's does you know He's is that because he has a dc servo well yeah that's part of the reason you know, okay if, if it's hooked up to the gp2 in a certain configuration that only a few of us would know <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um sure i'll buy that all right so <laughs> this this one says fi like we can see the letters fi on it and Adam says, Riley Finn, mother created you too. But Riley protests that he has a real mother and Adam cuts him off. A birth mother, yes. But after you met Maggie, she was the one who shaped your basic operating system. She taught you how to think, 
how to feel. She fed you chemicals to make you stronger, your mind and body. She said that you and I were her favorite children, her art. That makes us brothers, family. Brother. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Riley threatens to kill him, and Adam tells Riley he can't. He's not programmed to. And Riley says, I cannot be programmed. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) I think again, pal. Oh, God. Just, you're just like, oh, Riley, you just got to chill the fuck out, man. Somebody yeah, strap this chill. guy to a chair and let him calm down. Yeah. Someone throw this guy in an ice bucket. Ice bucket <laughs> challenge, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> that might do it. Yeah. So uh, Adam holds up another floppy saying, it's here. The plan she had for us. What happens? How it ends? Riley pulls out his gun and aims it at Adam, but Adam swiftly disarms him then punches Buffy when she tries to help and tosses Riley across the room, you know, like a bag of like Dale potato chips. Right. Then he tosses Xander across the room, also like a bag of Dale potato chips. Buffy tries fighting Adam again, but he chops her shoulder and she goes down. He's just like, whoa chop. <laughs> <laughs> I love the judo chop. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, whoa, chop salad. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly like that. Yeah. Okay. Engelman tries to run and he gets Paul Garrod in the back, just like Walsh. Uh, he gets shish kebabbed, shish Sure. Docked. Shish Shishka docked. Okay. Because he's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Riley tries to tackle Adam and Adam stabs him in the stomach with the Paul Gera skewer he fights with buffy again but knocks her but he knocks her down as commandos try to beat down the door and then adam says thank you this has been very interesting i was just learning how to love yeah i wonder what would happen if you put oregon trail into that guy's chest <laughs> He's just like, I need to get to Oregon. <laughs> oh no, Find I have me to a ford wagon. a river. <laughs> I have dysentery. <laughs> oh man, my son has dysentery. <laughs> I just uh, lost a spoke on my wheel. <laughs> I have to trade the chickens for a pelt. <laughs> like, I think we beat him. <laughs> that you know that's totally what they should do maybe you should yeah. make a prediction about that <laughs> just, yeah they just put oregon trail Commandos into his will put heart oregon slot trail into adam's heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that's really funny <laughs> just having <laughs> having some good visuals there yeah uh so adam goes up the stairs to the platform that he you know entered from as someone yells back away from the door and then Adam reaches up towards a vent and shots pierce the door. Buffy moves to Riley's side and the commandos break open uh, into the room, Forrest and Graham with them. Xander tells them the demon escaped through the vent and as Buffy tries to describe Adam, Forrest cuts her off and he's like, right, you just happen to be in the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, Forrest, because that's my motherfucking job. Okay, and it's not just my job that I was programmed and drugged to do by the military. It's my job because fate gave it to me. Okay, and also Mm -hmm. 
come at me, bro, because I could take you down. Right. Okay? Yeah. You tell him. So that's what I would say. Okay. But, you know, I guess probably not a good time because obviously Riley is, like, not doing so great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that fight can happen another time. Maybe. So Riley vouches for Buffy saying that it killed Angleman and he tells the commandos to go after it. A few of them leave, but Forrest and Graham stay behind. Forrest tells Buffy they're taking Riley to a military hospital because they take care of their own. And uh, their backup commandos point guns at her. Forrest tells them to escort her and Xander out. And uh, he and Graham like take up Riley. Then we cut to Spike being tossed out of Willie's, his face bloody and beaten. The like demon a who bag of day old potato chips. Yeah. Am I right? Busted up <laughs> potato chips, stomped on bag. Mm. The demon who punched him says, What did you expect, Spike? A welcome party? Words out. You've been making war on the demon world with the slayer. You kill other demons and the rest of us don't hold with that. Still, if I see you around here again, I'll be inclined to break that code. You understand? And the demon leaves Spike in the dirt. Next day on campus, Buffy tells Willow that she hasn't heard from Riley. He's probably locked up in some medical ward and there's no way she can get near him. She tells Willow she can't spend all of her energy going after the initiative anyway while Adam is out there. And Willow's like, oh, really? He's that bad? And Buffy's like, I could barely fight him. It's like Maggie designed him to be the ultimate warrior. He's smart and fast. He gave the commando guys the slip with no problem. And she says again that she wishes she could be with Riley, that there's no way he can be okay. She says everything he's ever believed in has been taken away. He's alone. He has nothing to hold on to. And we cut to a hallway, then a hospital room, Hmm. um, and Riley's lying on a bed, and he's got bandages wrapped around his midsection, and yeah. he's holding on to Buffy's bandana. Yeah, he's got something to hold on to, this little hanky. Thanks, yeah. Buffy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the hanky. Isn't that nice? That's nice. And that's um that's it. Okay. Wow. Okay. What an episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes I wonder if I should ask you at this point what do you yeah. think is gonna happen next so you don't forget. So I don't but... forget. Yeah. I think I already forgot, so. <laughs> All right, well, at least I wrote down. Okay, cool. All right, so um, we'll just go to trivia then. You got any other thoughts about this episode? No, hit me with trivia. All right, here's some trivia for you. Okay. After Adam escapes the initiative, he happens upon a small boy playing in the woods. The exchange is reminiscent of the dialogue in Frankenstein, the novel, between mm. Frankenstein's monster and a child after he escapes the professor's laboratory. It's also reminiscent of the movie Con Air when Steve Buscemi gets out of the Con Air plane and he's like a crazy uh, convicted felon. And then I've he never finds... seen Con Air. Ah, oh, it's great. You should see it. You'd, Who else is in it? it? Nicholas Cage. Ugh. <laughs> Are you out? <laughs> I don't know. I like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's that good. That might outweigh Nicolas Cage. John I don't Malkovich hate Nicolas Cage. It? All right, well, I'm so-so on him. Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah. I think I just, I saw being John Malkovich, like, too young to understand mm. what the fuck was going on. And John Cusack is in it. Okay. Now there you go. Now I'm right. in. I'll okay, love cool. John Cusack. 
All right, cool. Okay, John Cusack can outweigh my hatred for anyone. Except, yeah. Mm, no, I'd still see. I still see a John Cusack, Tom Cruise movie, but the, one of those doesn't exist. I don't think. Because John Cusack isn't, you know, terrible enough to be in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Now I'm just double checking. That, yeah. Okay. It is John Cusack. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Haven't seen it in a while. Add yep. that to my list. Okay. So. In the first few lines, I didn't actually say this part, but at one point, Buffy says, you know, uh, Walsh trapped me in the sewer and all of a sudden it's raining monsters. And Xander says, hallelujah, which is a jokey reference to the song. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. hallelujah. It's raining, man. Yep. Yep. When Buffy and Xander enter the initiative via the elevator, the wide shot of the area shows various people including Professor Maggie Walsh. However, she died earlier in the episode, so oh. this is actually recycled footage. <laughs> That's funny. Oopsie. Oops. Oops. Um, that's it. Okay. Nothing, wow. uh, nothing else, really. All right. Well, it's that time. It's time to get into Lost. Okay. <laughs> this is Lost Season 3, Episode 18. This one is titled DOC. Which uh, I thought was Department of Corrections, because that yeah. is my familiarity with that terminology. Right. And I thought it was Doc. Like, what's up, Doc? <laughs> uh, original air date is April 25th, 2007, written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, and directed by Frederick E.O. Toy. Ooh. Seems like a new name. Uh, predictions. What do you got for predictions, Sammy? All right. So I don't think this ever made my predictions, but I will say, remember when Mikhail crossed that, that like crazy yeah. whatever uh, wall thing? Yeah. And his ears bloodied Invisifence. up. fence. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, He's still breathing. It looks like he's still breathing. Okay? Okay. Good to know. Uh, I said that last episode, I said Penny will make it to the island at some point. And I said something will come to a head with her and or her father by the end of this season. And next episode, we'll go back to the others and find out where they've scampered off to. I was wrong about that. Okay. All right, so this episode starts with Sun digging in her garden, and she hears someone approaching, and then she's relieved to see that it's just the doc, Jackie Jack. Yeah, well, because she's like, you know, I've been kidnapped before, but now she, at least she knows that it was Charlie and it was a setup, and she she's probably also a lot less afraid. All, uh, have buddy system, you know, after that yeah. whole, you know, thing, so. But again, like she knows bell. that it was Charlie and not the others. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But yeah, I still think they should have a buddy system, especially because she's pregnant. And I kind of feel like she should be showing more, but I guess yeah. not if that's it's That's what Amy Jins. kept mentioning. She's like, how far along is she? Like, what the heck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, because I was like, I'm not an expert in this area, but I feel like if Amy says something, then at least like <laughs> yeah. she has a little, little bit more experience in this area than I do. So Right. Uh, so Jack offers to help and asks, about Jin being gone, and she tells him that he went off with Charlie and Hurley and Dez 
And he then asks Sun all about her pregnancy. You know, he's like, how you doing? You know, what's going on? You bleeding? Whatnot? Yeah. Giving her a little prenatal check-in. And she's like, huh? She's like kind of caught off guard. And she's like, I'm okay. All right? Yeah. Back up. Yeah. Easy there, stranger, you know? Yeah. I mean, but... On the one hand, like he could just be coming off as like I'm I'm a doctor. I'm your doctor, son. <laughs> and right. I just want to check much in what with he you. Says. He's but like, no, been a, he yeah. also knows, you know, he knows the darker side. Right. So, so flashback to Sun in Korea taking a phone call from Jin. Jin just moved in and he's setting up the bed in their new apartment. Yeah. And this is when they were first married. Happy days. Um, Happy days. She sits down next to an older lady outside who then blackmails Sun for $100,000 in three days or else she tells everyone about Jin's parents. Well, first she keeps asking her a bunch of questions and I'm like, who is this strange lady? But yeah, then she she tries to get money. Yeah, and then she's like, you'll be a disgrace because of your fisherman father and your prostitute mom how about that very well shameful. not hers but gins right oh right yeah yeah uh, yeah that's what i meant gins uh bring shame to her family so back on the island hurley Jin, charlie and des are with the new parachutist lady and she speaks spanish and says that she's dying and they notice that she hit a branch on the way down poking a hole crossover oh like yeah Polgara. Yeah, holy chests. Holy chests. As they all argue to figure out what to do next, a flare goes up in the sky as they turn to notice that Hurley has accidentally shot it off into the sky. Yeah. And he says, oops. And I was like, oh, is that going to call like Rousseau to them or something? But Yeah. I know, that's kind of what I was thinking at the time. Okay. Uh, Then we get the lost title. Then we flash back to Jin coming home to Sun in their new apartment. And Jin notices a family photo and tells Sun that he doesn't have any photos from his upbringing. And uh, he talks about his father dying. And she kind of digs for a little bit more information here. But Jin yells at her, shutting her down. Like, no, yeah, well, no he's more like, about He's this. like, we didn't have a camera. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's the end of the story. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Uh, Honeymoon is over, except yeah, I guess they didn't even go on one yet. Were, yeah. Back on the island, Sun and Kate chat about Jack. Sun says that Jack seems different. And Sun then wonders if Jack is working with them, the others, since he was with them for over a week. And now he's back asking questions about pregnancies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then Kate... And Kate's like, get a load of this. <laughs> right. She Friend. tells Sun about Juliet being the fertility doctor mm. and that they wanted uh, Claire's baby for research. Oh, man. Sun then storms up to Juliet and demands to know about her research. She gets emotional and starts yelling questions. She says, I want answers. What are you people doing? Why are you taking children? What happens to pregnant women on the island? What happens to? And then Juliet says, they die. They all die. But I got to say, I like this side of Sun. Yeah? Standing like her take ground. charge. Demanding answers. Yeah. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. Sun. Yeah. The demanding Sun, Sunny D. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, Lots of orange juice talk this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's on my mind. <laughs> uh, back with 
Des, Charlie, Jin, and Hurley, they all still argue about what to do, pull out the branch or not. Uh, and then out of nowhere, who comes stumbling out of the bushes? Mikael, who I Mikhail. said wasn't dead. I saw him breathing. Old Mr. Eyepatch, who was supposed to be dead. Mm. And then Mikael like, sees them, and then he like takes off scampering. And yeah. then Jin takes uh, pursuit and starts chasing after Mikael, and the rest yeah. of the group try to He's stop fast. Jin. Oh, very athletic. Uh, and he catches up with Mikael, and they tussle in the jungle. Big fight. Mm-hmm. And Jin's got some moves, man. He's got like this roundhouse kick. It's pretty solid. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Jin, I wrote, damn, Jin's got moves. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like uh, like karate moves. Yeah, he's got some moves. And uh, Jin gets the better of him, and Dez asks who he is and wants information because you got to realize these guys haven't really met this guy yet. They've heard of him, right. but they haven't met him yet. Yeah. Uh, and he recognized the parachutist is speaking Italian now, and he then tells them that he was a medical dude and uh, can help her. And if he does, they let him walk away. And then Desmond agrees. He's like, all right. Back on the beach. Well, he he also says at one point, Mikhail says, I already died once this week. All <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Back on the beach, Sun watches Claire put Aaron down, and then we flash back to Sun approaching Jin's father, who, who knows who she is immediately. He's just oh, smiling. So nice. <laughs> and then it cuts to inside his humble abode, and they enjoy tea together, and he asks about her wedding, and she tells him that Jin has told her that he was dead, and they then talk about his mother who left him with the baby. This yeah, is a well, nice little interaction, though. And he says that she was with many men, and he doesn't even—he didn't even know if Jin was his. But yeah. he said that he took him because who else would take care of him? No. <laughs> uh, so back on the island at night, Juliet approaches Sun in her tent and wakes her up with a hand over her mouth, offering her to help. Uh, uh, for her and her baby. And she then tells her that she needs to come with her. Oh, one thing, um, though, that you didn't say that probably is sort of important is that <laughs> Jin's dad is like, oh, but don't tell him, you know, he's basically like, get rid of her, you know, give her the money if you can. And like, don't tell Jin that you met yeah. me. Right. Because I don't want to bring... Like he doesn't need that kind of shame. Like he's he's ashamed. That's why he yeah. said I was dead. So right. sad. He's so, so good. Sad. Jin's dad is the best. So Juliet and uh, Son walk together with torches in the jungle, and Juliet tells her that she's going to check her DOC or date of conception. Mm. That will determine the risk factor here. If she was pregnant prior to the island, she will probably be okay. She asks about when the last time she had sex and son shuts her down saying the machine can figure that out. All right. That's yeah. personal flashback to son meeting with her father and asking for a hundred thousand dollars without an explanation. Uh, she says that she will continue pretending that everything is okay. And if he doesn't ask about the money, 
she tells him that she is trying to keep someone she loves from deep shame, which is like, okay, you just told him. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like, like who, who else is it going to be if it's not right. part of your, like if it's part of your yeah, family, someone I love, he would deep know. Shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he realizes that uh, it's probably her husband and he opens the safe and gives her the money. Yeah. No problem. Her, it's just all right yeah. there. No problem. He then just, tells her to take it out of daddy bank. We'll still work for him, but we'll no longer be a floor manager. Yeah, that th- he says that this is his debt now. Yeah. Oh. Back to Hurley and crew with Mikhail. Mikhail stabs a tube thing in this girl, this parachutist, like, lung. And so I've definitely seen that before. Yeah? Where is this from? I don't know. It, uh, reinflating a, a collapsed lung, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I definitely saw that somewhere else. I feel like I've seen it somewhere else, too. But I don't I have I can't to investigate. Think of uh, and blood goes spurting everywhere. It's pretty gross. There's some yeah. gurgling noises. Um, she then says something in another language, which Mikhail translates to "Thank you for helping me." And Juliet and Son arrive at a hatch with flickering fluorescent lights, of course. And Son asks her why she is helping her. And Juliet says, "Once upon a time." I told women that they were pregnant in their faces. It was the best news they ever got in their entire life. Then I came here. I've lost nine patients in the last three years. I'm helping you because I want to tell you that you and your husband got pregnant before you came here. I'm helping you because I want to give you good news. I want to give good news again. And then Sun blurts out, I slept with another man before we got to the island. Yikes. (laughs) And then Sun opens up to her about this other man and her and Jin's troubles. And Juliet then enters a locker, pulls a secret lever, which opens a secret door, Hmm. and they push it open. It's like a big giant vault door. And Sun asks what this place is. And Juliet tells her it's where we brought the women to die. Yikes. Yikes. So I have some news for you. Okay. Um, it happened in the movie Three Kings, which I've oh, never seen, yep. but you probably uh, have. Yep, I have seen that. Um, but I don't know. Apparently, on IMDb, there is a keyword that you can search for: collapsed lung. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it brings up like movies and like episodes. All right, interesting. <laughs> that feature that, but I don't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of these, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, back with Mikhail, who tells the boys to let her rest, and she would be fine. Dez then lets Mikhail leave, much to Charlie's chagrin. He's very upset about this. And Jin then goes running after Mikhail as he walks away and retrieves the satellite phone that Mikhail stole. And then Dez then still lets Mikhail go, and Mikhail even smirks at a fuming Charlie. Mm. Son, inside the secret clinic room, after telling Juliet about the other man and knowing that the baby isn't Jin's, Juliet tells her on this island, sperm count is five times the normal average, so it could be Jin's. Wow. Wow. So, like, why? <laughs> huh? is, is the island sexist? It's just like, here you go. Men, go. go ahead and impregnate women so they can yeah. die. I don't know. That seems it's, messed up. 
something's messed up. Uh, then they go about doing an ultrasound, and then we flash back to Jin and Son in their apartment, and Jin finds the envelope of money that she got from her father, and he asks about it, and she tells him a lie, saying that uh, it's her father's uh, that, you know, he wanted them to have a nice honeymoon. And he tells her that he wants to take care of her and provide for her. And he tells her to give it back. He doesn't want to be in any more debt than they already are. Yeah. So she makes it sound like she borrowed the money to get like nice furniture and a honeymoon. And he's like, he's like, I can take care of you. It might take longer, but I can do it. Right. Uh, Back to the ultrasound. Juliet finds the baby and the heartbeat. And she tells Son that the baby is DOC about 53 days ago, which makes the baby Jin's. Mm-hmm. Son cries, very happy to know that it's Jin. Even though she knows that basically she's going to die on yeah. the island, she's still uh, very happy that it's Jin's. Flashback to Son. Well, also, pr- Jin didn't know he was infertile. Yeah. like He didn't? No. Oh, right, because the doctor said it was her, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm. he thought it was her. So, I mean, like, right. it's not It's not like It's not like he would know. Right. Hmm. So flashback to Sun approaching the blackmail lady, then asks the her why. The blackmail lady? <laughs> yeah, it's her name. Uh, then asks her why she didn't tell her that she was Jin's mom. And then Sun then threatens her life like a badass. Well, first she says, the woman says, I gave birth to him, but that doesn't mean I am his mother. And I was like, preach. That resonated with me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And she gives her the money and she walks away. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, you know my family, so you know we're powerful. Yeah. So I could kill you, you basically. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, damn. Wow. Go, son. Yeah. Damn, son. Outside the clinic, uh, son asks how much time she has, and Juliet tells her about two months to live. Yeah, and because son, no one no one makes it to the third trimester. Right. Son is happy that the baby is Jin's, and she thanks Juliet. Juliet then tells her that she has to go back inside to cover their tracks. And back inside the hatch, Juliet enters the secret room again and picks up a tape recorder and records her findings to Ben. And then at the end of it, she says, I hate you. Uh, back Whoa, with Des. hold up. You're not going <laughs> to say what she said? That's important. Oh, is it? I thought it was basically just like, uh, you know, like what, uh, well, what we already know, you know? No, it's important, Pat. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you want to fill us in there, Sammy Joe? Okay. She said, this is what she says. Okay. Okay? Yep. Ben, it's 6 a.m. on Saturday morning. Quan is pregnant. The fetus is healthy and was conceived on island with husband. He was sterile before they got here. I'm still working on getting samples from the other women. I should have Austin soon. I'll report back when I know more. And then she turns off the recorder before saying, I hate you. I hate you. Right. I feel like she shouldn't have, though. She should just let it run. Right. What's he going to do? He would have been like, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, Would have registered with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's Uh, a sociopath. So that's important because 
what do you, what do you mean you're going to have Austins and the other women's? Right. So I'm like, well, is does yeah. Kate pregnant too, or is she just collecting blood samples from all the I women? Don't know. What's going on? Or pap schmears? Is she trying to do a pap schmear? Pap schmear. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you gotta say it like that? <laughs> uh, what? Pap schmear. That's how. Uh, that's what you. Yeah. No. Pap schmear. Pap schmear. <laughs> not a Back- bagel. <laughs> pap schmear. It's not something you put on a bagel. Oh. Uh, back with Des and Charlie and Jin making a stretcher out of a parachute. Hurley sits with the sat phone next to this parachutist lady who wakes up. And she then asks where she is. And well, Hurley first tells... He, come on, Pat. Why? First he fake calls his home. He dials a number and then he's like, yeah. hi, mom. And then she wakes yeah. up. Right. And okay. she... She sounds Australian. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. thought that was kind of cute. You know, Hurley's okay. just, he's sure. just adorable. Uh, she asks where she is and Hurley tells her that she's on an island and how he's a survivor of Flight 815. And she recognizes the plane number saying, they found that plane. There were no survivors. They were all dead. And Hurley's like, <sighs> what? And then boom, lost title. What the fuck? All right. Any uh, last uh, last thoughts here before we get into two very short trivia pieces? Um. Yeah, Pat. Okay. I have a thought. Oh. Okay. Is this going right. to be like the others? What do you mean? The movie? I don't know. I've like never the others. I, like I said, I've never finished this show, so I can't tell you. No, but you've seen the movie, right? I have. So are the others alive? And they are all dead? Uh, or is everybody I don't dead? Know. I don't know. What's happening? I just don't know. I can go in your predictions. <laughs> um, all right. Trivia? You want some? Yeah. All right. So the filming location of Jin's father's fishing dock is the same location in Hawaii that the submarine was docked at. Oh, look at that. And the location is the fish pond at the Malie Gardens on the Koala Ranch. Okay? Okay. I'll be sure to visit that if I ever go to Hawaii. (laughs) Yes, you shall. Uh, According to Daniel Day Kim, who plays Jin, some of the footage for this episode was damaged while being checked at an airport and had to be reshot again. (laughs) <laughs> Again, like what? What is this happening with the airports? Yeah, these X-ray machines. You know, they'll kill your film. Yeah, they should have just set up a uh, uh, the edit uh, edit edit base and um, uh, film the d- d- uh, film development office right there on the island. Yeah, you know? why wouldn't they crank it out? Yeah. I'm sure it's very expensive and it needs to be certain, you know, you need to have like a real lab and mm, stuff. I know. see. And that's all I got for trivia for this episode. What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Uh, just them hanging out in Xander's basement. That's awesome. It's fun. It's a good time. It's cozy. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine was, was the reappearance of Willie. Yeah. Yeah. What about Lost? What's your favorite moment of Lost? Favorite moment of Lost? I know yours is uh, Jin's father. Yeah, son <laughs> meeting Jin's dad. 
Yeah. <clears throat> um, yep. Uh, I oh this is this is it when they find uh, when they go in through the secret door I love secret door stuff secret levers come on you're already in a secret hatch now you're gonna open a secret door come on it's the greatest <laughs> I love secret stuff yeah that was go. pretty cool like a like a clue mansion kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. secret tunnel yeah I love me some secret tunnels and whatnot. It wasn't really a tunnel. It was just a secret room, but right. that's from that's from all my Avatar fans know what's up. Oh, okay. All right. Which episode wins this week? Oh, um, hmm. I'm giving it to Lost. I'm going to give it a tie this week. Yeah? Yeah. I wasn't really uh, enamored by either. I just really like how badass Sun is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really care cool. about the other stuff going on. I mean, I was, yeah. I cared about Mikhail coming back because I was like, uh huh, I knew it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think's gonna happen next on Buffy, Pat? Uh, do you got some ticklers there to remind <laughs> me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I wrote Tara Demon. Oh, yeah. Something's up with Tara. She's a demon. She's some sort of dark force energy. Something that's going to light that thing up if they do that spell. So uh, she she wants to continue to be Willow's friend mm-hmm. or, or uh, yeah, not be found out. Um, so she... So there's something up there. Something's up, okay? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What's the other tickler? That's all I wrote down. Oh, that's all you got? Okay. I don't know if I was supposed to write down more stuff. Yeah. I, I think like there was another one, one that thing. was just really ridiculous, so I didn't write it down. What? Um, hmm. And Adam's still alive, right? Yep. And so, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll continue to terrorize uh, for a little bit. And uh, eventually they'll terrorize? figure out how to take him down. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, maybe it's putting Oregon Trail in his chest. We're That's not how sure. they defeat him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> That's actually not a bad prediction because Willow is kind of like a computer. Uh, yeah, just whiz. load a virus. Right. So she could uh, she could write some sort of virus and text edit and then mm-hmm. uh, we can drop it into his chest there, you know? Yeah. So you okay. think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, it could be like um, uh, a text. You know how you do those drawings with text? Yeah. <laughs> you could do like that of a steak mm-hmm. and then just insert it into his chest. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll take him down probably. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't know why else you'd need that floppy drive. Yeah, okay. I mean, for learning, I guess. His, oh, his yeah. brain must be somehow linked to it. Right. All right, what are your predictions? I think, well, now that we know that the men have like boatloads of sperm on the island. (laughs) Just boatloads. (laughs) Boatloads. I'm going to make a prediction that Kate is pregnant with Sawyer's baby. All right. Uh, and I also think that regardless of whether she's pregnant or not, but I do think she is, Juliet mm-hmm. is collecting blood samples from all the women. Okay. To do some research. 
I don't even know what to think of this bomb this woman dropped at the end. Like, I don't know if it's like the movie The Others. Dave said, like, maybe it's some kind of conspiracy. And, you know, Ben was like, hey, U.S. government, we got the we got this flight 815 and they're ours now. So just tell everybody that they died. That it done blowed up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could be either one of those things. Guess I'm right. guess I'm not really ready to make a prediction there. Okay. But I could totally see it being something where it's like, oh, just kidding, they're all dead. Ha ha, they're not real. Yeah. All right. And this is heaven, and that's why men have crazy amounts of sperm and women die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all so right. that's not really anything. But anyway, what, what do you got? What recommended media do you have? Anything this week? Also, you know what? You don't have to recommend media. This is like an optional segment. If you oh, don't have okay. anything to recommend, you don't have to. Oh, all right. Well, I fought. I, I I feel like you fought me on it last week when I was like, "Can I pick Peaky Blinders?" And you're like, "No." Well, you, I don't want you to recommend something you've already recommended. But if you're like, okay. eh, "I don't have anything to recommend," or everything I saw was crap, that's okay. Well, I didn't watch anything super new, but I did watch something uh, that's quite old that I've watched many times, mm. which is uh, Seinfeld. Oh, okay. <laughs> we watched one episode of Seinfeld the other night, and mm-hmm. you know what? It's just, it's it's funny. It's great, great writing. It's uh, silly times. Uh, check it out, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> it's on well, Netflix, man. I My uh, recommendation is kind of along the same vein as well. Okay. It's an oldie buddy goodie. One that I have watched many times that makes me uh, laugh. So now I met your mother. Nope, it's Avatar on my rotation. Airbender. What? <laughs> I said Avatar: The Last Airbender. No, but that is a good one to watch when I need faith in the world. Um, <laughs> this one is Wedding Crashers. Oh, great okay. movie! So good. So good. I was so kind of nervous because I was like, "What if it doesn't hold up?" And I'm like, yeah. "Nope." It does. It's great. It still holds Vince up. Vince Vaughn is just so phenomenal funny. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He makes me laugh so hard in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just. All right. It's just a good one. Wedding Crashers. Wedding it's Crashers. A solid, solid movie. <laughs> solid movie. And it's yeah. also got Rachel McAdams, who is my, my girl yeah, crush. I love, love her. her. Mm-hmm. She's adorbs. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's my okay. recommended media. All right, great. That's all, well, folks. Yeah, dab 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 dab. I've done that before too. I love that. Uh, all right, let's wrap this thing up, huh? Yeah, let's close this up. Uh, listen, lock it subscribe. up. You lock it up. You no, you lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> um, listen, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. and son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you motorboat. Motor, that's what it is. Motorboat, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, um, I can't help it. I'm a coxman. So good. Listen to us, rate us five stars, Apple Podcasts, and uh, what else? 
And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickstreamPod. Uh, if we make you laugh, if you just think that maybe we're so sad, you want to throw us a few bones. <laughs> You're so sad. Here, <laughs> take a money. <laughs> take a money. Uh, go see a Star War. <laughs> go see a Star War. You can uh, throw us some bones at buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod and send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. Great. And always, always remember, remember that, that streaming, streaming is, is better, better with, with Polgara friends. Who are robots <laughs> and have Me. floppy hearts. <laughs> floppy drive hearts. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week for episode 70. A double buffy. Double buffs. Oh, yeah. Bye.